we just came off of double or nothing in Jacksonville, Florida. We made it back to South Carolina after a uh, very uneventful um, or uncomfortable night sleep in, in the Omni Hotel. This is not an ad for the Omni Hotel. No, I don't think they'd pay us to, to say that we slept uncomfortably um, on their, their thin-ass COVID pillows. <laughs> um, it's, it's a little... Uh, those may I, I stay in, in hotels pretty frequently, um, and those those may have been among the worst worst hotel pillows I've, I've uh, experienced recently. Yeah, it's uh, but what was good was double or nothing. Very much so, despite maybe how long it was. It, it was a little long, but uh, they kind of gave us our money's worth, and and and, uh, and for not being at a show for what. Probably the last thing was AEW related, right? Like the last thing we we actually went to. Um, I'm trying to remember pre-COVID what the uh, Royal Rumble. Ah, what yeah, we, we got off the G, the cruise of Jericho and went straight to the Royal Rumble in Houston, and that would have been the that would have been it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, what a crazy ride this has been, but it, it felt good to be in the crowd, even if it felt a little weird and, and overwhelming at times for me. Uh, but, uh, it, the crowd really brought it. And I think one of my biggest, I think one of the biggest surprises, at least for me is the fact that there weren't really many surprises on the card. Um, maybe some of the results were a a tiny bit surprising, but even that wasn't that much surprising. But I think the real thing was just kind of like WrestleMania. It was the fact that, we're all together again. And I don't think they was like, we don't need any extra stuff to, to elevate this to the next level at this point. I think that's why we did it, but let, let's kind of start at the top of the card, uh, Serena D versus Riho. What uh, do you think about that? You know, I, when we, when we did the the prediction post, I, I think I, I think we both actually said this had the potential to like run away with the show and be like the sneaky best match on the card. Um, I'm holding to it. I, I still think, you know, and and I heard the guys sitting next to us. One of them said that the the crowd just seemed so hot because they were they were amped up, first show back kind of thing. Um, I went to Blood and Guts. I've been to a couple of little local indie shows, um, so it, it had nothing to do with that for me. Um, Serena Deeb, she's the real deal. That match was incredible, um, and I've said before, I, I I've never, I, I guess I don't appreciate Riho, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of my experience with Riho was, you know, against extremely, extremely oversized, you know, competition. Like she's, right. she's, she's a little bitty. Um, so it, it, she got in there with, you know, with Serena Deeb, who is just top to bottom, um, five tool player, uh, just kills it. Um, and she sells like Dolph Ziggler, which I love. I love every minute of it. The legs flailing on just just getting kicked and the legs flail like she just got hit with a hammer or something. Uh, yeah, that that match was incredible. And, and then one of the things I liked is we we weren't, you know, there's really not a bad spot in Daly's place to to sit, but you could you could see her face, Serena's face mm-hmm. the entire time and you could yeah. see the whole story of the match on her face. I think she did a great job of, hey, this is kind of the first I mean, I know they did Dynamite the other night, but this is the first real kind of AEW back. And she acknowledged that. And then she did her heel work. Yeah. 
which which she she worked really well to turn those those uh, cheers to booze, and it was kind of it it was it was kind of great, and I think it's probably one of the best nights or what matches of the evening. Yeah, uh, which is kind of hard hard to say, but you know there were a lot of matches, but uh, yeah, it's it it was great. Uh, the, even when we had the sun <laughs> glaring down at us for those like 15, 20 minutes where it was cutting through the side of Daly's place, but it, it, it was pretty great. Um, let's take to the main card it, itself. Uh, what did we start with? We started Brian with Brian cage, hangman page kicked the oh, night yeah. off. Um, and that it was a good one to kick the night oh, off yeah. with. Um, the, I, I, I know the point. There's a lot of points, you know, you get, you get, the breakup of team Taz and cage moves on and, and hangman gets another win under his belt. I, I still though being, being anywhere in an arena where Brian cage is standing, you can tell just how just superhuman that guy yeah. is. Um, I mean, hangman's two thirty two two forty easy. Mm-hmm. And he was just whipping him around. Like he didn't exist. Uh, it was, it was nuts. Um, is a good match. There were a couple of spots, um, particularly when when Cage went went tried to dive out of the ring when the match first started. I thought, oh hell, this isn't going <laughs> to go well. Um, but it, I mean, Lance Archer did pretty much the same thing later in the evening. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good match. Um, you know, it 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 was a, a little slower, a little more methodical. Um, but but that's kind of the way they work. Um, I did I liked seeing them them both hit each other's finishers on yeah. one another. Uh, that was a nice touch. And then the inevitable um, him trying to run off Ricky Starks and uh, Hook cost him the match. Um, oh, Ricky Starks pointed his neck like you can't hit me. I got, I got, I got a neck injury. <laughs> Don't forget. Yeah. No. I what I think. I mean. I guess Will Hobbs is is going to have to serve as kind of proxy. Mm. But the I think the one downside of like the faction breaking up is that Brian Cage can't get in the ring and just destroy Taz for retaliation because yeah. Taz, you know, he, he doesn't wrestle anymore. But I would love to see that if it were in any way, shape or form feasible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Taz's deal is. I'm, I'm sure it's, you know, injuries and stuff like that. I think he's got some neck and back issues just like everyone else i mean his neck doesn't move at all i don't yeah. think he even has one to begin with but i think that's probably why he can't can't do it we are uh, we're welcoming a, a guest star on the <laughs> podcast this is my talk bailey um since we're both in the room talking to one another she has to be a part of it <laughs> so she's just gonna pop in and out periodically uh, right. for the rest of the show <laughs> Um, and if you're listening to this, uh, check out the YouTube because you otherwise will not see uh, this this dog, who is uh, you know despite rambunctious, really really cute. Yeah, this this dog that is absolutely cheesing for the camera right now. <laughs> Good lord, kid! So that takes us to Young Bucks and Eddie uh, versus Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Uh, it was great where we were sitting, seeing Moxley come out. And Eddie coming out to Wild Thing. One thing that kind of surprised me, I mean, I'm not that surprised, but the crowd, while, I mean, everyone loves Mox, but they were chanting for Eddie. Like, that was something I was not quite expecting to that level. Um, 
I expected it when to get him to get like when he needed to come in and stuff like that. And when he needed to make that hot tag, but they were chanting like from the get go. Yeah. For, for those four guys to be the ones in that match, the fact that Eddie got the biggest pop, um, I wouldn't have predicted it. I mean, good on him. He's gotten himself over. He's awesome. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome to be in the room watching that happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Incredible. I think the the one thing, and it's a little spoiler for the rest of the podcast, but I don't think you're probably listening to the show either concerned about spoilers or, uh, or yeah, you're not going to listen to the show if you're already concerned about spoilers. Either you already know what happens or you are listening to us so you don't have to learn what happens. Yeah. I mean, I, I write the blurb so that, <laughs> that you can see right up front. This yeah. is a recap. Um, I can't recap anything without telling you how it ends. <laughs> but, you know, like... Moxley took a beating. He stood up like a champ. Uh, the Young Bucks, they retained through some, uh, you know, Don Callis weird uh, tactics. Now, one thing, you know, I don't, I don't catch up with Dark. I don't catch up with Dark Elevation. Um, and I missed this past week's, week's Dynamite. Kazarian coming out to attack Carl uh, Anderson on the, on the ramp, seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, he's got this elite hunter gimmick and I, and which kind of makes sense because of he, what they put Daniels through when he caused yeah. SCU to break up and all that stuff. But you know, it kind of, I, I didn't know much about it. Yeah. Beyond I, that. I didn't either. Again, we, neither one of us, there's so much wrestling. Yeah. I, I don't, and that comes from the guy who does watch the one match each week on main event and uh, still, still realizes two Oh five live exists. <laughs> Um, there's just so much wrestling. I can't, and dark always has 900 matches on it. I can't do it. I mean, dark has 900 matches with like 898 of them being squash matches, <laughs> but yeah, I, I see what you mean. Uh, the only great thing about, about that is, is Taz singing people's themes and just completely being off the rails for yeah. the whole thing. Um, but even then I can kind of just watch Botchamania or something like that and get the best of Taz there. Uh, the Casino Battle Royal was next. Um, there was quite a, you know, it was kind of pretty straightforward, honestly. Um, but we got to that Joker. Tell us who that Joker was. Uh, Daniel Bryan. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> CM Punk then. It was, uh, it was Leo Rush. Um, I'm not going to say I got excited, but everybody else in Daly's place seemed to. Um, so there's some sort of fanfare that wants him there. Um, I've, I've, I've never really, really understood the allure. I liked him as Bobby Lashley's hype man, but I mean, like, like we talked about it in the car ride on the way back from Jacksonville today, you know, I mean, he, he was cruiserweight champion for a brief spell. Um, he was he was maybe like bottom third of the talent on two hundred five live. Like I don't, yeah. he got a pop like he's a former <laughs> former heavyweight champion or something. He, he got um, a pop like he was Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it, it was it was a little nuts. I th- honestly I think that crowd was just like on edge and popped no matter who it was. Yeah. Um, it literally could have been Ryback, and I think the crowd would have just started a feed me more chant. <laughs> um, like that crowd might have even popped for Goldberg. Um, 
I, I don't know, but it was, it was, it was weird. And we did it to ourselves. Yeah. We, we all did. Um, even the, the people that were excited when mm-hmm. it was Leo rush, um, were still probably a little disappointed mm-hmm. just cause we, and this is multiple years in a row. Now we build up the Joker, um, like it's going to be CM Punk because Cody referenced him in a, in a fucking interview like six weeks ago yeah. or, um, you know, the, the, everybody's convinced that Daniel Bryan's going there soon. Um, so you, you get it in your head and it, it, it's disappointing, but truly if that's the most disappointing thing that happens on a five hour pay-per-view, <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty good damn show. So what we did have is, is Christian cage and jungle boy in that final confrontation. Um, despite Matt Hardy and private party trying to, trying to run the table. It didn't quite, quite work out. And jungle boy had a kind of a great kind of swing around the wing post to essentially get back in and, and knock Christian cage out of the match with a kind of great moment and a great moment of respect there at the end too, which uh, I quite liked. And I kind of like that they a little subverted a little bit, the, the Christian cage winning the battle Royal and going on to, to, to face uh, Omega. I still think there's time for him to do that. And I still think he should, I think that's a match I would be interested in watching. And I think that's what other people would be interested in watching too. I'm, uh, you told me that I, cause I missed that graphic, but jungle boys already facing Omega in two weeks. Which I is kind of nuts. I, it, it just sort of, I don't know. I think of everything in terms of long-term. I still think this gets to an all out where Christian faces Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that show of respect and getting Jungle Boy another another opportunity is 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 the you know we we see you we know what you're doing and you're headed there yeah um, kind of like Hangman getting a couple of shots, um, but I honestly I think it'll it'll end up being one of those situations where the elite comes out and they are just destroying Jungle Boy, destroying Luchasaurus, uh, Marco, and Christian Cage comes out to kind of be kind of save the day right. and that's how they start that feud. Um, so I think he's still going to be the pay-per-view guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, especially given the pop that jungle boy got just when he came out and when he won, um, they did what the fans wanted in that moment. Um, and it won't hurt yeah. uh, getting Christian to that, to that stage either. Yeah. And you know, like the, they definitely wanted it. And Jungle Boy was close in previous outings in these, yeah. in these battle Royals. So, you know, it's kind of like his time has come a little bit. Um, and, you know, let's go for it. Uh, next, we had Anthea Gogo versus Cody Rhodes. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I took a, this as a breather uh, in, in the show. And I, I kind of like, I know you left and got something to drink. And uh, I, I did too. And I was just kind of wandering around checking out the, the, picked over merch table. Um, you, but you caught the end of it. So what, yeah. what, what's, what's some of your I've, reactions here? I waited through Cody Rhodes's ex- extensive Homelander entrance. <laughs> um, great outfit, by the way. Loved it. Um, everybody had to have known Memorial Day weekend going into this match. There's no way Team USA doesn't <laughs> win the Revolutionary War again. Um, I, I I did. Like he like he said, I, I got up, I got, I got a drink. I used the restroom and came back about halfway in. 
Um, I got there in time to see Cody Rhodes kick out of two of the gut punch finishers, which um, thrilled me. <laughs> Again, that is not a finishing move. Um, and then uh, I did have, I did get a chance to see a go-go hit a few, you know, like suplex type moves and things. Um, so the talent's there. I mean, he's green as hell, but they'll, they'll get him there. Um, so it was, it was good to see some of that. Um, the match didn't really move the needle mostly because it just didn't necessarily mean anything outside of the, uh, the, the team USA Memorial day weekend, you know, propaganda. Um, Oh, hell, I'm glad we don't have any domestic listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I just called team USA propaganda. Um, Should I apologize in Mandarin? Uh, but yeah, it, it didn't really, it didn't mean anything uh, in the grand scheme of things. It's not like Cody getting a win is going to push him back to a world title shot since he can't ever do that again. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it was fine. It, it gave, it gave a go-go a few minutes to get hit moves on somebody that could take him if he, if he was slightly off on some of his marks um, and somebody that could make him look decent doing right. it. Um, so it was fine. Cody got the win, you know, USA. Um, oh, we, we skipped the, the even more cheesy. Uh, they picked this point in the show, uh, right before this match to bring out veterans (laughs) and do this whole like Eisenhower quotes on the, the Tron stuff. Um, the, uh, the charity that it, it, in the, the, the bill in the Senate that's working to, to give decommissioned service dogs to um, retired veterans, I think is a wonderful program. Um, but it was a super cheesy moment to get the USA chant started before this match even happened. Um, but yeah, that was, that was something special. I, I think they were doing that, especially cause like Anthony and Gogo come out next and then like, we'll just like pile on all the stuff. And it's just like, ah, come on guys, just, just a little bit. Like it felt like a little too WWE to me. Like, Cody letting his uh his history kind of really bleed out there. Uh, I I will say I think the most surprising part of that match was that you know I I know the the point was was USA versus Britain, mm. but if he was going to use the the dream gimmick, I was a little shocked by the lack of polka dots. Yeah, me too. Um, that was that was the biggest thing for me was that they just weren't anywhere. Like I thought it, he'd have at least like the weight belt would be the black and yellow yeah. polka dots. Um, but they, they just weren't there. Um, I'm just so. glad they didn't show some footage of him, like on top of the Chrysler building with a <laughs> Homelander outfit. Uh, um, him nursing on Elizabeth's shoe. <laughs> now, next we've got the TNT championship Miro versus Lance Archer. Um, you know, I, this is a match. I actually feel like I need to go back and watch because I was starting to feel a little drained. I I woke up at 4 a.m. I had gotten at your, not at your suggestion, but by looking at your example, you had consumed bang energy drinks. Um, And I was like, (laughs) I think this is a good idea. And it had not kicked in by the time this match happened. And I was really hyped for this match. And I kind of just felt a little kind of middle of the road on it. But I think if I rewatch it, it might be different. But did you have any different reaction to that? I thought it was good. Um, I, I I feel like maybe they rushed to do it. Mm. Um, 
because some part of of Lance Archer still not getting that big pay per view win felt wrong to me. Yeah, but you can't have Miro drop that belt this first defense either. Mm-hmm. So that they kind of they were kind of between a rock and a hard place there. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you know Archer went for that dive and kind of got his foot caught. Um, that could have been bad, but he he kind of bailed out of it pretty easy. Um, good match. Um, I'm interested to go back and watch at the end of the show if they had to pop up the PETA warning that animals weren't injured uh, since Miro chucked Jake's snake or the, the canvas bag that was supposedly containing the snake just way up the ramp um, after whipping it over his head a bunch. Uh, so that... Uh, I, I'm curious to see that. I didn't think it was a bad match. I thought they were... I couldn't tell if they were running short on time because it felt a little short. Yeah. Um, so it, I, I would like to rewatch it. I'm in the same boat as you. Um, also, I, kids don't ever consume as many bang energy drinks in one sitting as I did to get <laughs> through that show last night. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, that's the point in the show where I probably need to like rewatch the pay-per-view from there on. Yeah. Um, Cause I know there were a bunch of spots in that triple threat match that I, I probably just like complete was completely oblivious to cause it was getting late mm. uh, and I still had stadium stampede ahead. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that I, I think it was a decent match in real time. Mm. I think if I, if I rewatch it, it's going to, it's going to take it up just a, a notch. Yeah. And you know, one thing I think Jim Ross is actually good with like kind of those big Haas matches. Like I think that's like one of these things he's actually really good at. Yeah. And not knowing how he called that match, I feel like he's probably it was probably pretty decent on commentary. Um, and probably interested to watch or hear that commentary with him. Um, next we had the AEW women's championship, Hikaru Shida defending uh, against Dr. Britt Baker, D M D. Um uh, and I, I thought it was great. It kind of seemed like the writing was on the wall when they were giving um, like Sheeta like a thanks for your year of service for the last year. Like, and, and here's a brand new belt. It's like, mm, you're taking this belt away from her. Yeah, we, we made a custom custom version of the old belt a week beforehand for your cat. <laughs> and then we changed the belt. So, that, yeah. yeah. No, it was a good match. Um, that one, it, that one's one that I, I do feel like I need to rewatch as well. Um, there was a lot going on in that one, um, and I was—I won't lie—the lights glistening off Britt Baker's red shimmery outfit. I was like mesmerized by all the like shimmery red spots. Um, so I'm sure I missed a ton. Um, but one, one thing I really like when. Uh, Rebel, uh, not Reba, like went in to hit Sheeta with the with the crutch, and and Sheeta actually ducked and it hit Britt Baker. That was incredibly smooth. Like a lot of times, you can find kind of see that coming from a mile away, but like the last second, like miss, like worked out really well. And I thought that was one of those like better times I've seen that spot being done. Um, but you know, in the end, when the referee was back was turned like she put him on like a curb stomp thing, which one thing I, I, I do like a lot of these cheap moves that seem to happen in this show, which on a WWE show seemed like they would do it. And then immediately the ref would turn back around and that would do it. It seemed like they always kicked out of that. So like Sheeta kicked out of 
being curb stomped basically on on the the women's title. Um, what do they call it with Seth? Just the stomp. Yeah, it's just the stomp. Now. Yeah, we should call it the drip from now on. <laughs> but yeah, I I, I thought. And this match, I mean, they spammed false finishes yeah. just constantly. There were probably 80 false finishes in this match. I mean, more than in that Moxley finish, uh, match, Moxley and Kingston match, which one of the things I liked at one point with those super kicks and Mox just like got back up at one. Like that was pretty badass. Um, but yeah, lots of false finishes in this match. I think it was probably one of, I enjoyed it more than the men's title match. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, but probably for me, match of the night, at least the one I enjoyed the most, was Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. And that's the second time, two pay-per-views in a row, that Sting has been in my favorite match of, of, of the show. Yeah, I'm I'm this was this is a close second for me. So I'm I'm right there with you. Uh when you know, normally you see you see these veterans get in there and they do like one splash or something into the corner and the crowd starts the you still got it chant yeah. sting no sold a suplex on her ramp <laughs> and just got up and started whooping ass for minute one uh darby got just hurled into the crowd and i don't know if the talent that was sitting there knew he was coming because none of them reacted so you actually found out that it's his brother's it was his brothers. Oh, okay. It was Darby's brothers, who looked like significantly bigger than Darby. <laughs> it was like the runt, I guess. Yeah. No, that was a great match. And yes, I, I agree with the uh, the 5,500 strong at Daly's. Sting still got it. Yeah. Um, every minute of it. He knew how to work the crowd at every move. Uh, every woo was perfectly timed. Mm-hmm. Um Sinking into the the scorpion deathlock was perfect. Yeah, uh, he just he crushed it. The whole the whole thing was was perfect. And Darby, the the human ball of jello that he is, <laughs> just getting obliterated by Ethan Page while Ethan Page taunts Sting was. I mean, it, that solidified him. He's one of the top heels in that company right now. Yeah, and then it takes us to the AEW Championship. I'm just rolling right along. Pac and Orange Cassidy versus Kenny Omega. Um, I love the entrances. Like, I love seeing Pac. I really miss seeing that guy live. I'm glad we got a chance to see him. Um, Kenny walked away with a win on this. Lots of, lots of stuff, lots of shenanigans with Don Callis. Specifically, and I'm sure this is going to be addressed on Dynamite, but uh, Omega attacking the official to, to kill the, uh, the count. Both Orange Cassidy and Pac have significant reasoning for che- for asking for a rematch yeah. on this. And I think that's kind of ultimately where we get to. One of my main problems right now with AEW, really, and I, I do very much like it, but it's like now we got all across the board heel champions. champions. And it, to me, that might have been my only argument of maybe just keeping Sheeta around just a little bit longer. Maybe maybe making Britt Baker champion it all out, um, but I'm I'm know. pretty convinced that crowd was going to riot if Britt Baker didn't walk away with that's that true. belt. Because um, that's the first wrestling show I've been to in a long time where the crowd was not decked out in Bullet Club shit. Um, 
probably every third person in that building had a Britt Baker shirt on. Yeah. Uh, if you had a sign, it said something about the doctor seeing you now. Um, like it, it, it was nuts. Um, she has, she has taken what, you know, in the, in the early days when she was like that first, that first female signing, I thought, Oh, they're going to push her to the moon. And they did this perfectly, you know, having her drop a couple of title matches and having a scratching claw on dark and, and things to get back to this point, they did this just in the perfect way. Um, it was the right time. But uh, I think, you know, in the in this men's match, I, I think what stood out the most to me was that Pac looked like a million bucks the whole match. I mean, he was just beating the shit out of both of them <laughs> for about 90% of this thing. Um, you know, it had a bunch of false finishes where he probably, you know, in, in any normal match would have won. Um so it, I, I'm, I'm with you. They're, they're going to get back to one of these guys, probably, uh, probably dethroning Omega. Um, but we'll have to, we'll probably have to see which one. I, I mean, I, they, they really did. They made Pac look great. But Pac has, he turns around and on Dynamite this coming week, he has a, a tag title match. I'm pretty sure I saw pop up. Um, so I don't know where that's going, but um, Orange Cassidy's over. Yeah, like, so far over, it's nuts. So they're they're probably going to get to that that singles match quicker than than anything else. And like we just watched the Mick Foley excellent Mick Foley uh, documentary on A and E, um, and you know there is that time where it's going to be Orange Cassidy's time, and. Is that now or is that a couple of years from now? I don't know. But there, there's definitely going to be that time. And I hope AEW knows the right time to capitalize it. I don't think it's going to be a long, it's going to be a short um, title reign. But I, I think they'll AEW fans will ride if he does not have a uh, championship reign at some point. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll be too far in the future. Because, you know, for, for all the good things that you can say about wrestling fans and their passion, they're also incredibly fickle. Mm-hmm. Um, and his is a gimmick that I could see working for a while and then people kind of, all right, we're, we're good now. We've seen you put your hands in your pocket enough. Um, I think, I think you do it sooner rather than too far later. Um, kind of the thank you for selling the shit out of the merch. Yeah. Um, basically like what Mick Foley said, yeah. you know, I got the thank you for, for everything you've done championship opportunity. Um, it won't, I, like you said, it won't be a long one. Um, but I, I think he'll get, he'll get the nod fairly soon. Mm. Um, and that brings us to stadium stampede to the pinnacle versus the inner circle. You know, I could have not been there for this. Like I enjoyed the match, but like maybe just towards the end of a four hour card, it was like, I would have rather enjoyed it, but we stayed because, which, and I think they're right to do this. Like they promised, like there's going to be something at the end because they don't want people to leave because it was obviously the last match of the card. Um, and we got Jericho and uh, MJF come into our section, or at least a couple sections next to us, and uh, have a little, little fight, fight there. And then we had uh, Sammy uh, pin the chairman, the guy that has a very 
seemingly sexual relationship with chairs and uh, in, in pin him in the middle of the ring, which kind of surprised me a little bit, except for Sammy took that monster bump from Kenny last year. So maybe it's all that. And he's the one that's been against the pinnacle, but I would have rather maybe somehow Sammy finish this match against, against MJF. If, if you're going to do it that way, like let's, let's have Sammy take down MJF, someone that Sammy's never trusted from the beginning. And I think storytelling wise, I might've been a little better, um, but it kind of gives Sean Spears a, a definitely a much bigger nod than he normally gets. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was weird that it came down to to Sammy and and Spears. Um, I, I did out the weird sexual vibes for the chairs. Um, I really thought he was going to do like a, a musical song and dance number when he first appeared, <laughs> sitting in those that ring of chairs with the spotlight on him. I thought we were going to like some kind of Chicago moment. Uh, that was that was a little weird. Was but, it flash um, dance where the, like the, all the water yeah, comes down on? Yeah, like that would have been kind of great. Um, I would have loved it. <laughs> I, what I think what was really weird to me about the finish was that the rest of the guys just weren't there. Yeah. And then like at the end, Santana and Ortiz and Hager walk out after Sammy's already won the match. Yeah. Um, I guess I know it's tight in dailies, so mm-hmm. there's only so many places that they can they can like cordon off and keep people at bay. But it, it did seem a little weird that, you know, six of the 10 guys just didn't exist once it was live. Um, so that was, that was strange, but um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fine. Uh, new Jaguars coach, Urban Meyer uh, and offensive coordinator, Charlie Strong making an appearance <laughs> was, was a little nuts. It did get AEW a, uh, a mention on ESPN.com this morning that, okay. that Urban Meyer was there. Um, it was fine. Like I I'm with you. I, I could have watched this on TV and been just as happy. Um, because for the most part, the stuff that that happened, even in the, the the section, you know, a little down from us, I was having to watch on the Tron because I couldn't see it. Over, yeah. You know, the 200 people between me and there standing up, um, trying to film it with their phones so they're two feet taller. <laughs> <laughs> so it, you know, I, I still watch most of it on the on the Tron. Um, so yeah, it it wasn't. I I get it. Keep keep people in the arena for this. Um, Jericho gets to do the thanks for coming out uh, moment at the end. Um, Which was great for us because we could sprint to the car and beat everyone out. We did. We ran like hell to the car. Um, So thank God there wasn't some randomly amazing appearance at the very end of the show. Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe. Yeah. (laughs) Rush and Andrade show up to attack Jericho just because... Okada pops out of the chips because he wants another Jericho yeah. match. Like, uh, yeah, it, it it was again by the time TNT Championship rolled around, it was kind of like like, and the match wasn't bad. Yeah, it was just it, it was late. Uh, you know, he got up at at, at four a.m. to head to the airport to get to Jacksonville. I got up, I got out of bed at like two 30 in the morning and started driving to Jacksonville. Um, it was and, a long day and I'm old as shit at this point. <laughs> like I'm in my late thirties. Like the shows have to, they have to end by 11. Like I, I can't do it anymore. Uh, 
That's why so, I love being a wrestling fan on the West Coast. Everything is over by like 839. God, hell, if I was trying to watch Raw live, I'd probably, well, it's Raw, I'd be asleep by 830. <laughs> but I mean, that that doesn't even end here until like 1115. So it, it, I, it did. It just ran a little late. Um, there's not anything on the card I would have scrapped, obviously, but... <laughs> Um, stadium stampede is just a really long match. And like I, I was telling you, I think, I think in the future, it should just be like a special one-off dynamite once a year. Um, and I want total faction warfare, everything confined to the stadium. I want like all 87 of AEW's factions involved in this <laughs> match. Uh, since going into it now, both years, it has been, we're the best faction in wrestling. We're the best faction in wrestling. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, uh, <laughs> I think it would be a lot of fun to see like 80 dudes out there wearing their various gear um, in, a, in a stadium stampede. Um, but who knows? They'll probably keep ending pay-per-views with it and I'll keep sitting through it and bitching about it. So I don't think so. I think this is the last time we're seeing and then after this, it's going to be on a regular dynamite just because future pay-per-views they're going to want to sell more seats and yeah. you can't do that at daily's place yeah like you know not unless they're going to go next door to that like baseball stadium uh or actually start selling out uh the the what tia field is that yeah. what it is yeah. um next door you know that's the only way to really do stadium span p going forward you're going to sell out that jaguar stadium like yeah. only way like it arose out of a pandemic necessity and, and, you know, now, now that's where we're at. Well, that's the end of the card. And um, like I said, like watch that Mick Foley documentary. I think we're really, really good. Uh, the, uh, the stone cold one from a few weeks back is also really great. Um, I haven't caught up on the other ones. Are there any other ones that uh, really stuck out? I really enjoyed the Shawn Michaels one. Um, I, 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 Shawn Michaels is, you know, people talk about the wrestling, wrestling Mount Rushmore. Um, I think the only head I know for sure would never change on mine is Shawn Michaels. Um, and so, it, but it was, it was great. He didn't, he didn't veer away from, from any of the, the less appealing topics. He's mm -hmm. always kind of leaned into the things he's done wrong. Um, so it's, I don't know. I, I like, I like hearing Shawn Michaels tell his redemption story. Mm -hmm. So that, that's a good one. Um, you know, the rest of them WWE executive produced. So they're all puff pieces. Yeah. Um, Ultimate Warrior barely glosses over, like barely glosses over um, his racist rants and conspiracy <laughs> theorism. Um, Booker T's was pretty good. Um, they, they sped through a little of the less pleasant stuff in his mm -hmm. life, um, which was in incredibly interesting when they were talking about it. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd kind of like to see a more, a more in-depth look at Booker T at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've, they've all been, been good in their own way, but they do, they, they sugarcoat the shit out of all the bad. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> ultimate warrior was a, a ridiculous bigot. And, and yet we have a, a humanitarian award named after him now. I feel so. like if he was still, still around, if he lived longer, he would have rivaled Alex Jones. Really, yeah. and probably just been a freaking guest on Infowars, uh, if you know wherever that lives on. Like he would, he'd be on there all the time, uh, agreeing with him about 
making uh, frogs making people gay. Yeah. So. Freaking water's making the frogs <laughs> gay. <laughs> On that note, uh, we're going to wrap this up, but uh, please like, review, and subscribe and do all that other stuff. Uh, ring that bell thing on YouTube. Apparently you should do that. That way we get notifications um, or you'll get notifications when there's new videos, uh, new episodes. Um, but thanks for listening and welcome to the DMD era. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it.